Chapter 2 And all was white. Emile looked up into the space where the tower would stand, into the slow swirl of snow as it gracefully descended. Ice flowers, as snowflakes were sometimes known. He caught one in his hand and watched as it melted into a drop of water. Were beautiful things more beautiful when you couldn't keep them? The tower wouldn't stand for long, twenty years. Compared to other structures of its size, it was a blink of the eye, a single heartbeat, an ice flower. He pictured Gabrielle lying on his bed that morning, her dark hair undone and her clothes unlaced. How much longer would their affair continue? A week? A month? Surely not much more. He suddenly longed for simplicity, for honesty, for a lack of artifice, and an open-eyed gaze like that of the woman he'd just met in the balloon. But this was Paris, and nothing was simple. Relationships always came with caveats. Gabrielle thought him lucky to have her. She moved in the kind of circles in which he was not welcome. She modeled for artists and had been intimate with most of them, or so she led him to believe, name-dropping Degas, Renoir, and Monet, and the boat parties they had thrown for her at Maison Fournaise. She made it no secret, either, that she was married to a lesser-known painter who didn't mind what she did. Once, she'd mentioned a daughter, a girl of about eight, whom they farmed out to grandparents, the affair had begun three months earlier, when she and Emile had hailed the same cab outside a theater on the Place du Châtelet. It was raining hard, and both had insisted the other take it until a gentleman in a top hat jumped in front and took it himself. To quell their mutual outrage, a cognac or two in the theater bar had seemed like a good idea. Later, Emile hailed another cab, and this time they both climbed inside. Of course he knew that the relationship was unsustainable, untenable, indefensible, but it suited them both for the moment. He gifted her with nice clothes and jewelry, and she returned the favor in other ways. If he ever felt guilty, he paid a visit to her favorite shop, Boucheron, on the Place Vendôme. Are you coming to the opening? Gabrielle had asked him that morning. She stood in front of a small mirror, adjusting her hat and fixing it with pins. Will your husband be there? he had asked. He is exhibiting twelve paintings, so yes, I expect he will. Then no. He turned, lay flat on his back, and stared up at the ceiling. He is still upset that he wasn't chosen for the Impressionist show in New York she went on, oblivious. Are there any paintings of you? he asked. She stopped what she was doing and looked over at him. A few, she replied. Why? No reason. He climbed out of bed and began to dress. And as he fastened his collar and buttoned his braces, he remembered the rush of his heart beneath the palm of her hand the capitulation of his body beneath her fingertips. Possession in the beat of the blood, but not in the heart. 
So why did the idea of her being with another man rile him? Gabrielle was watching him in the mirror. Finally, she turned. Emile, she said. You're in a temper, aren't you? No, I must go to work, that's all. I'm going to be late. But it's not even eight. She took off her hat and cast it aside. She undid his collar. She kissed his neck, his ear, his mouth. Then once more she took his hands and drew him toward the bed. I'd like to paint you, he had whispered after. But what on earth would I look like? She laughed. A steel girder for a face, perhaps, with two rivets for eyes? This was what she really thought of him. He was an engineer, not an artist. And yet there was art in his work, in the soar of a structure and the arch of a bridge.